This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. In the chapter we've just read, um, Luke 15, Luke records three parables, all with a, a common theme. There's the lost uh, sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And they're closely related, and it would make sense if they were uh, presented at the time um, as a trio um, by Christ. The circumstances are des- uh, described to us in, uh, by Luke in verse 1. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. And that was a, a, like the trigger of the, um, for, the, for these three um, these parables. Okay, the series of parables that follow, uh, follow this were all concerned in one way or another with the increasing conflict between Jesus and the Pharisees. They found fault with him for mixing with people who they saw to be unfit company for a rabbi or for a teacher. Jesus, however, um, saw these people in an altogether different light. Poor, yes, religious outcasts in the eyes of the the rulers, suffering from a sense of um, moral inferiority, maybe, but children of the stock of Abraham nonetheless, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as such... Um, needing of a loving and good shepherd which is uh, how Jesus is described the gospel that Christ was bringing to them had a message that was for them and they were responding to it they were the individuals that could hear the, uh, the message that was presented by Christ and were, uh, many of them followed him the three parables firstly contain a defence of Christ uh, preaching to these individuals to the publicans and the sinners. And secondly, as a warning in the actions uh, for the Pharisees, in the actions of the elder brother in the third parable. So, this warning that he's given at the end this, uh, to the Pharisees is then extended further in uh, some of the other parables, such as the unjust uh, steward. But the ones we're going to focus on today are the ones in um, chapter 15. The first one we come to is the lost sheep. And uh, Chris read it to us from Luke. It's also in Matthew chapter 18, uh, verses uh, 10 to 14, where we read, See that you do not look down on one of these little ones. For I tell you that the angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away... Will he leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go out and look for the one that has wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about the one uh, sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. So, we have a, um, a parable, a story here of a shepherd who as soon as he realises it's an immediate thing as soon as he realises as soon as he counts his sheep and he's got 99 and he should have 100 
as soon as he realises that he's won he leaves the 99 and he goes in search of the, uh, of the one that is lost he goes to the sheep he searches until he finds it he bears the burden of its weight on his shoulders and he returns it to the flock and then when he returns in Luke he rejoices with his neighbours at its return and we get this paralleled with uh, the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord Jesus Christ was the good shepherd he was sent by God to the lost sheep of uh, um, to the lost sheep of um, of Israel and if we go to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35 we read then, um, verse 35 to 39 then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in the synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease amongst the people but when he saw the multitude he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd then he said to his disciples the harvest truly is plentiful but the laborers are few Therefore, pray the, uh, the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. And that's a, an assessment made by the Lord Jesus Christ at the time, not of a condemnation. He wasn't coming and condemning the publicans and sinners. Yes, their actions were not in the, uh, were not in the way that they should. But the Lord Jesus Christ here looks at it in a different way. He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And that there was a harvest was plentiful, but the labourers were few. It was a, um, an assessment of the, of the Pharisees at the time it, 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 more than the individuals. That they hadn't been given the guidance, that they hadn't been given the message that was from God to bring them to a knowledge of his Father. And as such... He says, therefore pray the Lord of uh, the harvest to, uh, to send out laborers into his harvest. That he wanted this harvest, it was said it was is truly is plentiful. That there were many there who would listen. It's not a, a condemnation of, of the sheep that are scattered. If they had a good shepherd, they would be in the flock. And he was coming to be that good shepherd. He would release the uh, the workers the laborers to bring uh, um, those that were scattered and weary back to a knowledge of his father he knew that his duty ultimately was to reconcile to bring back the the scattered sheep back to the fold back to his father's flock by bearing their iniquity isaiah 50, uh, 53 verse 6 says that all, uh, all we like sheep have gone astray the Lord have laid upon him the iniquity of, uh, of us all the Lord Jesus Christ was that shepherd who would go who would take on the burden the weight of the iniquity of the scattered and he would bring them back and reconcile them to God that they would uh, those that are lost to the world around would be reconciled and reunited with their, their master which is God the loss is felt by the shepherd in this case just as God feels the loss when we, are, uh, we, when we stray 
but he has provided a shepherd in Jesus to return us. And the result of that is joy and rejoicing. That we have this position that is available to us. That we see from what he said in Matthew that the Lord Jesus Christ looked with compassion on the publicans and the sinners. For they were without guidance. So he was there to bring them back. Then we go to our second, um, our second parable. Which is a very similar parable in, in essence. Uh, where he says in, from verse 8. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friend and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Essentially, when you read them on first glance, they are... Um, the same lesson something is lost the individual searches it out finds it, rejoices and rejoices with others at its return but I wonder whether there is a, a subtle difference uh, there's uh, often a reason like to, uh, in order to be able to amplify the message there's a subtle difference in that it's a woman who has lost a coin rather than a sheep who has gone astray of its own silliness it's an inanimate object. It's been lost by the individual. And it's something that that individual then goes back to find. In the scriptures, the woman is often a symbol of the church or the ecclesia. And as such, is this a message to the church to ensure that those entrusted to it by God who are uh, lost to the world should be returned in the same way as the woman does with her coin? That she's entrusted with those coins and through her carelessness has lost one of the treasures that she's been entrusted with. So she lights a, a lamp, she searches a house until it is found. Is it too much to think that the woman would then, at that point in time, in the time of Christ, before we had the uh, lights that we have today that, that maybe that she would have to light a lamp it would be dark or uh, slightly dingy in her uh, house to be able to go and see so she would have to light a lamp that would cast light into each of the corners and she would shine that lamp to the surroundings until the coin is found is that like the lampstand of the ecclesia that the church should continue to shine the light of the gospel into every corner to ensure that, uh, that it is found as we read in Galatians uh, chapter 6 earlier this morning that we should return those that have strayed with a gentleness that it should be the ecclesia the church the woman who goes in search to bring them back in love carefully sifting through each of the things in their, in their house shining a light into every crevice and corner until that individual is found and returned is that why the rejoicing in this case is in the presence of the angels and uh, in the first instance is in heaven the messengers of God rejoice at the return is it the, uh, the church which is 
um, which is rejoicing at the return of one of the uh, one of the treasures that has gone astray I don't know something to think about the prodigal son being the uh, the longest of the three uh, of the three that we've read and he continues that there, were, there was a man that had two sons and we, we know the story as we go through that the father gave his, the share of his estate and he was asked by the youngest son to give him what he was due and it says not long after that the, young, uh, the younger son got together all that he had he stayed for a little bit he, just, he wanted to own his life he wanted to have that free will and he chose to then take that somewhere else by his own choice it's like a, a ramping up again a, a message that has been um, amplified that this time we've gone from the silly sheep that follows its nose that yes when it's lost it will realise it's lost it will feel the worry of being lost but hasn't got the capability to rescue itself the inanimate object of the coin who is lost by no fault of its own maybe but it's just there it can't do anything about it to now the son who has a, a choice and it's the decisions that he makes that leads him to where uh, to where he is first to be lost and then to be found that it's the decisions of the boy which are uh, which we can really uh, really engage with you've then got the father and the decisions that the father makes and the way that the father acts and thirdly you've got the older brother an extra character in the story the other two there's just the lost and there is the seeker in this there is a third so we know that he divides it he goes off he, uh, we might say that he revels and parties hard he gets, uh, loses his money he spends it all and he assigns himself to another citizen he chooses another master and goes and lives and works for that master but that master is hard and cruel he doesn't give him what he requires the only thing that he is going to get from that master is death and he realises and it says when he, he comes to his senses and he does he comes to his senses and realises that his father he would be better off as a servant in his father, father's house than what he is at this moment in time so our three characters the young son drawn away by a life from a life of his father's house as a conscious decision to please himself to waste his substance with riotous living and he became a fool Proverbs 24 verse 9 tells us that the, uh, the thought of a, uh, foolishness is sin that's what he did he became a fool and then he came to his senses and when he came to his senses as being better off as a servant of his father than uh, in his father's house than a fool that he was he returns and it's the manner of his return that is important he returns humbly knowing that he does not deserve the reward that his father gives him he's not seeking any great position he's not seeking to come back as a son he's willing to come back as a servant knowing that he is 
not in a position to bargain. The father, however, grants his son free will to stay in his house or to enter the world at the start. He gives his son the respect, the, the, uh, the ability that he could make his own choice. And he, when his son makes the wrong choice, he doesn't jump in straight away. But he watches day by day patiently for a change. A glimmer of hope. A return. And when he sees him afar off, he runs out to greet him. It's not that he waits until his son knocks on the door and comes in and he makes him come and he gets the steward to bring him to his library or wherever he might be. He is looking day by day for that return. And he runs out to greet him. He shows him mercy and rewards him with grace. With a, uh, with a gift that is not deserving of his actions. He restores his son to a higher position than before. And we know this because he gives him a party, a, a celebration. That they kill the fatted calf. But we know that that is a higher position than before because of the reaction of the elder son. That they've not even been given a kid before. But he comes and he puts as the, um, the highest guest at the party. And that is something that the third character has an issue with. The elder son stays and shows outwardly his loyalty to his father. Does, uh, does what he is meant to do. Inwardly, however, craves the life, I think, of the brother. He sees his younger brother go and pursue the things of the world. He knows that he should stay. But internally... He, he wants that to, uh, to do that. Because you can see from his reaction. His reaction is not of joy that his, father, his, son, uh, his son, his brother's returned. It's indignation that his father has never even thrown a party for him. Or let him have a kid to be able to go and um, have a party. All the things that his brother went and did... When his brother asks, can I have my inheritance? Yes, you can have your inheritance. And he goes off and does the things which the older brother wants to. The older son stays. He paid, uh, he's paid years of lip service. But his heart was not with his father's house. He was not aligned in his motives with his father. Despite the fact that his, uh, the father still turns to him. And, to, uh, and ask him to come back in that you can realise that your son was lost and his, uh, your brother was lost and he's now found a thought he was dead and he's now alive but he chooses not to come in the publicans and sinners Jesus met and, uh, and associated with at this time had in the, uh, by their own choices gone out of their father's house they were the younger son. They had the, uh, the free will that God has given us all to do as we choose to do. And we can choose to please ourselves and we can choose to go and do whatever we like to do. And that will lead to us aligning ourselves with a master who will ultimately lead us to death. But, by the message of the gospel... Some were coming to their senses and returning. 
And that was what the Lord Jesus Christ was there for. Lord Jesus Christ was talking to the uh, publicans and sinners and he was saying to his disciples in Matthew that we should send out the labourers because he knew that the harvest was truly there. That if they got the message that salvation was to come, that they would turn and they would change their ways. They would return to their father's house. And God was watching and waiting for them. And God was watching and waiting for all of us. As soon as we turn our faces to see him, afar off, he will go the distance. And in each one of the cases, the searcher is the one that puts the effort in. It is God who puts the effort in to us. As long as we turn to face him, he, turns, he will come out to greet us. And he will put in the hard yards. To the point where he has offered his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to cover our debts. That we will be raised up to a position that is greater than the one that we lost. Or the one that we walked away from. He will reward us through grace with a reward that we do not deserve by our actions. The Pharisees, however, at the time, were restraining themselves by human traditions, outwardly righteous, but their hearts were not pure. They did things for the praise of the individuals, for the praise of man, to be seen as outwardly righteous. Just as the elder son you can imagine the conversations that, uh, that would have taken place. Oh, he's such a good lad. He stayed with his father. His younger, bro uh, younger brother has gone off. He stayed with his father and he's looked after the farm or whatever it was. But he was doing it for that position. Not out of love for his father. He didn't want the publican and the sinners to repent, the, the Pharisees. They weren't happy with, uh, with uh, Christ talking to them spending time with them didn't think it was appropriate they were defiled they should be put to one side when actually as the teachers and the representatives of God they were to talk to these individuals they were to be the example to bring them back to, uh, to God they were to be the woman looking for the coin searching casting a light into the dark places until those precious treasures were found and returned to God they didn't want the publicans and sinners to repent. They wanted the reward for themselves. Don't kill the calf for my brother. He doesn't deserve it. Kill it for me because I've been here all the time. They were being uh, given a warning. And maybe sometimes we can be given that same warning. That we need to make sure that we, invite, uh, we have our heart and our motives in the right place. They are invited, and all people are invited. He said the response of the uh, father to his son was not one that, well, you were never really my favourite, it's always the younger one. It's not that. The son is, uh, is, is, is said, It is right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is now alive, and was lost and is now found. But that's not the, uh, the, kill, uh, the thing about it. He said that you have been with me uh, in verse 29. So he answered and said to, uh, to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you, I have never transgressed your commandments, 
at any time and yet um, you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends I've done everything that you asked I ticked every box but you didn't even give me a goat but as soon as the son, uh, this son came you uh, devoured your living with harlots and killed a, a fatty calf for him and he said to his son son you are always with me and all that I have is yours the offer is there to the elder son that, he's, that they are they are able to accept that everything is theirs not just the fatted calf do you not realise that everything I have I will give to you but they don't want that they want the the life that this, uh, the uh, the position and it's the same with the uh, the Pharisees at the time they wanted the kudos and the uh, and the fame if we listen if we are to uh, are listening to this as sheep if we we read these stories and we are sheep that have gone astray or if we are coins who are lost to the uh, the gospel and Christ is our uh, sorry is out is our way to reconciliation that is the the message that we've got here that if we are gone astray by our silliness by our uh, by our own actions and we take ourselves out of this, uh, the security of the fold and we are scared and, uh, and don't know how to get back the Lord Jesus Christ is there calling to us to bring us back to the fold if we are the coin that is lost we are to look for the light that is shone so we can shine it back to be reconciled to God if we are listening to this as young sons who, are, who have filled our lives with the trivial things of this life then quite simply we need to come to our senses and realise that this world has nothing to offer but death and taxes if we are listening to this and thinking we should not cast our pills before swine or we are better because we have always been in the truth and deserve our inheritance more than others then we should consider our place very carefully as we all have a place if we humbly approach God and his son the Lord Jesus Christ will carry us on his shoulders bearing the burden of our sins if only we see the light of the gospel hear the master's call and turn our face to him once more because God will do the rest God will reconcile us through his son the Lord Jesus Christ he will put his, our sins behind his back so they are seen no more and we can live as a servant of God because we have come humbly before him to request it and if we are truly willing to live as a servant of God then through grace we will be adopted sons and raised to a position where we will be the chief at the kingdom to come that, that we will have that party that is set before us in the lost, uh, in the lost son not because we have asked for it not because we de uh, deserve it but because God graciously gives it to us we hope you enjoyed that talk. 
For more downloads, information about what we believe, and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Uk.